right, Bill, we're starting over. Let's make lemonade. Uh, <laughs> all right. UFC 249 uh, happened <laughs> yesterday, streaming on uh, UFC Fight Pass, ESPN Plus, and whatever uh, whatever black market streaming service you use so you don't have to pay the $60 necessary to watch these sorts of things. Because uh, let's be honest, Dana White don't love you. All right. He does. He does. And, yeah, and, he does. And, right. and if he ever did, he still has – now he has bosses he's got to answer to. So fuck Disney. Um, <laughs> All right, real quick. Out of the four of us, how many watched the fights last night? I did. Ah, this so is, this is like an episode where, like, we're, we yeah. have, we're telling Glenn that he should yes. he should uh, yep. illegally yep. download this uh, <laughs> this fight from yesterday. All right, so Glenn so is our Glenn is our blind person. No, sh- nobody cares about the fact that you're married to another man. <laughs> so, I'm. Hey. Good. Yeah. Well, no. Hey, Glenn. Uh, congratulations. Congratulations. Here's the great thing: is like you you can avoid naturally conceiving children, and, and if I were you, I would I would take that and I would roll with that. I would I would it's say all the practice in the world. You know, yeah. Without any of the responsibility. Bless your heart. Bless your heart. His wife's name is Lisa, and I don't yeah. like her. I remember when you started dating Lisa. And it was the first night when Glenn left the party early. I remember Glenn left early. He got dragged away. And we were all like, Glenn is usually, you know, naked, laying in the backyard, filled in his own, like, in a pool of his own vomit by now. And he's like, guys, I got to go, man. I got to go. I really like her. I got to get out of here. And we're like, oh, I got this thing. Yeah, I got this thing. The, the person that gives me sex doesn't like it when I shit my pants <laughs> because I've had too much to drink. You know, I don't know, man. You know, some people are into that. You know, there's some weird shit out there. Yes, they're called Germans, and we love them. You expect the Deutschmannschatze, yeah. Deutschmannschatze, Essen. You were in a German Scheiße movie. You tell me about it. You tell me about it, right? Yeah. See. That's a right. cl- uh, South Park. Man. So, what did you guys think of the fights last night? Man? Like overall, two forty nine as a whole, from the early prelims to the prelims uh, to the the main card. I missed the Smile and Sam Alvey fight. Okay, but that being said, everything else was fire. Um, I think mm-hmm. uh, Francis and Ganu might be the scariest human being ever. Dude, it's very uh, Rocky Four with Ivan Drago. Just like he's incredible. <laughs> It was it was like Black Fedor versus Black Ivan Drago. Okay, timeout. And so people that can't see, I'm throwing the timeout. So I don't know all the names. You're talking about the two heavyweights towards the and the, the two, main ticket fights, The two fights, black right? guys, the giant fucking yes. behemoth of a man that I, killed him in 20 seconds. Yes, I loved that fight. So it wasn't even a fight. Like, <laughs> it was. It was. Taymakers for 20 seconds and he was out. Yeah. Until one right. of them landed so, and killed yes. the guy. Yes. That's yeah. the thing is like, so it was okay. like our Warriors fighting game. Yes. <laughs> there, there is a, there's a sense of like when you watch, he's so scary because it really does only take one hit, but then he goes against a guy like Stipe and gets fucking manhandled because you okay, can't so, do that to Stipe. Well, Stipe wore him out, and we're also talking about two diff- very different Francis and Ganus. I give zero fucks about a DC rematch with uh, 
uh, Stipe Miocic. I want to see, mm -hmm. after that last fight, Francis Ngannou rematch Stipe. Because if the, if the wrestling is going to be a factor, then the wrestling is going to have to be a, a factor very, very quickly. And you're going to have to wear a guy who is as big as a strong, big and as strong as Francis Ngannou mm -hmm. now. However, um, you, you got to get him down, and you gotta you gotta hold him down and keep him there. Francis is a big, strong dude, and I'm sure he's learned yeah. a lot in the year plus since he and Stipe fought. But I have zero interest in seeing Daniel Cormier fight for a belt at this point. I want to. See I think it's more politics as to why he's gonna fight Stipe because it's probably I think his a, last. A fight. lot of it's politics. It's his last fight. This is yeah. it. So if he goes out on top, <laughs> he's gonna be great. And if he goes down fighting Stipe, then it's a good end to the trilogy. I, I think it's just more politics for that, for DC. I, I think DC will get what he wants because he's DC and he's always played ball. Uh, he's, he's, yeah. uh, he's, he's been a team player for a very, very long time. But as a fan, I don't care about that fight. I saw two 42-year-old men get in a really good fight in a really interesting um, – yep. uh, yeah. Alexei Olnick and um, – Fabrice Overdoom, yeah. former yeah. Uh, former heavyweight champion. I mean, all in all, top to bottom, I thought it was a great card. Um, I thought uh, I thought old guys not on steroids are pretty interesting. I think that Alexei Olnick actually looked less robotic as the fight went on. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so once again, I'm not good with names, so I need Russian Hispanic feller. You you got you got a cell phone. <laughs> pull up the card list if you don't know the. No, guy. no. So okay. when I watched it, and I remember. Like so, the Hispanic feller. What's his name? Fabricio Verdum. Verdum. Right. Yeah. Verdum. Yeah, Verdum. Because me and my wife made fun of him because of the name Verdum. We're dumb, is what we came to. Um, yeah. So we're dumb. We we were watching it in that first round. He was slow. He was sluggish. Kind of yeah. Not not doing a lot. But then as round two and round three, you could tell he was knocking the cobwebs off. And he started opening up a lot. He did a lot better against the Russian, which, A, I hate Russia, so so be it. But <laughs> I I enjoyed that match. And uh, I think watching two old guys, like you said, not hopped up on steroids, you could tell they were breathing heavy. And you could hear everything. Like they said it multiple times last night. It was phenomenal to hear everything and not have 50,000 people screaming in the background. I like it. I liked it without the crowd in a sense. Yeah. I, like, I like to hear the meat just smack and, like when you and then you hear you can hear you know the corner giving them advice and mm -hmm. then like and then you can even hear the commentators they know the commentators joe rogan daniel cormier and um, uh, the other gentleman whose name uh, i cannot remember right now john anik john anik thank you he that you could like the fighters could actually hear what they're saying Yes. And I, do you know what? I think the fight of the night, to me, besides Ferguson Gaethje, which I know we'll get to, was Rosa versus Mitchell. As far as just a base jiu-jitsu on the ground, uh, Mitchell kept getting him in twisters and that weird triangle when he's doing, like, the uh, talking on the cell phone, like, yeah, he's uh, the answering the, the phone defense, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that thing. And he's like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not very good at jiu-jitsu. I don't really know much about it. But, like, I, I like your shirt, there, though. Yeah, it's actually Kill Crew, man. Veteran-owned, veteran-operated guys put out super high-quality product. Um, I met them when I went to SRT, and they started a company a couple years ago. Cool dudes, man. Go check Fair them out. Asylum, I don't have friend. a promo code. You should. You should get one. Promo code, uh, promo code Cheap Bastard for a 0% discount. 
Exactly. Great code. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm a big fan of, uh, of supporting veteran-owned and operated businesses. Iron Asylum, located in lovely Soldotna, Alaska. If you're looking for a place to work out, that is definitely qual- a place that qualifies as a place to work out. Um, ASC Supplements. Oh, yeah. Al Jefe, Sicario, <laughs> Bamba, right. best pre-workouts in the biz, guys. Make uh, promo code ZB20 for 20% off. Uh, yeah, what he said. Um, yeah. So, so, so Bryce, Bryce Mitchell uh, and Charles Roses, uh, excellent fight. Excellent defense on the part of Charles Roses. And anyone who learns the twister from, uh, from the video series, um, from, from the 10th Planet video series, uh, mastering the system, bless your heart. Mastering your, mastering the system is a, is a really interesting system. I think it's worth ten bucks. It's t- also a streaming service worth ten bucks a month. So if you're, I mean, Eddie Bravo revolutionized jujitsu, and like he really did. I think in a, in a in a big way, uh, and that's why he's such an interesting <laughs> character. I don't know if he would have got as big as he is now without Joe Rogan, um, but there is something to say about his techniques that is a strictly that's his technique the twister right well it's bravo um that that's as far as i know that that's all him um he i mean he took off the gi right which which you know when you're fighting without the pajamas it kind of changes the way that everything works because it's if you're getting into a a fight at the beach i mean most of us aren't if we're going to get into a fight we're not going to get into a fight with a guy in a three-piece suit or in his pajamas, right? right? It's going to be like somebody in a t-shirt are going to be drunk and they're going to take their shirt and say, fight me, motherfucker. And yeah. then that's what happens. Um, and so Eddie Bravo's technique is kind of uh, perfect for that. You know, like hmm. you're not, you're not rolling into a lot of Baron Bolos into, in a street fight, um, doing some wicked inverted gad, but nope. I, I feel like we're, we're kind of all over the map. Can we go we to the, yeah, can we go back to the prelims? And by the way, I just invited somebody. Um, if he joins us, cool. So, Bill, you were with me. You were with me. Glenn, you were with me when you were with me. But this guy that I just invited, he is the original Glenn K. Brought, the original William Baker. Me and him have been together since fifth grade. If he joins, cool. If not, so be it. But can we back up to the prelims and kind of start making lemonade from there? By the way, I'm drunk, so if I'm an asshole, just tell no, me I'm well, an asshole. Well, we were, we, well, we were talking about the prelims. That's okay. Rosa and Mitchell. But you're naming names. I need – what fight? What ha- Yeah, you second, see what I'm saying? It's the second fight of the night. I okay. It was Bryce Mitchell and, the, and Charles the, Rosa. But, like, just an awesome – because Rosa was talking a lot of shit to Mitchell. Here comes, here comes Nathan, boys. Okay. Um, he was talking a lot of shit and talking about how he's going to pull his arm out of his socket and like all this crazy stuff. (laughs) So super, super surprising, um, that, that Mitchell goes in and just completely dominates that entire fight. Good defense, but that was, there was, if you were going even by jujitsu point system, he would have dominated. I don't know if the defense works, did the jujitsu work? Absolutely. But it's, and it's also his toughness. You got to go in and give Mitchell just a tough guy. Being able to not tap, he almost tapped. There was a point, and to not give in, that really says a lot about his toughness. Is that the one where he he got him and he like yanked him into the Kimura? Uh, Twister, Twister. He tried first Twister like five times. Yeah, he kept trying the Twister, and then they that weird triangle arm choke thing. Well, to be fair, like I've I've only seen the Twister work once in uh, in the UFC. 
What, wasn't it him? Twice. Was, he did it, it once in uh, Korean Zombie. Did it to Leonard Garcia once. I remember the Korean Zombie. And so Bryce Mitchell did, did knock out the twist. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, fuck yeah. So he yeah. said he learned it from the video series. Um, so I, I don't know. If, you, if that's your thing, right? And that's one of those things that you're known for is going for a twister. Then you learn a twister defense. Um, I mean, he didn't get caught. <laughs> I mean, I think most people would have tapped, though, from that. Like, most people would have tapped from even some of those twisters. He had one that was a really good one. Once he finally got the, his arm over and he came and, gra- and cranked his neck, like, once he finally – he did get one time that looked really solid, and, and Rosa still didn't tap, man. You got to respect that in a sense, you know? Rosa's a solid grappler. Truly. Yeah, he's a yeah. black belt, I think. Bryce Mitchell just next leveled him, man. It was awesome. But that's yeah, the kind of – I that was the most exciting ground fight I've seen in a long time. Just straight Ooh. grappling on the ground, you know? It was so one-sided, though. Yeah, but it was still – even from a defensive position, what he was able to do, Rosa, and not get tapped out was incredible to see. I think just from my p- viewpoint watching it last night. A lesser jiu-jitsu it. fighter would have tapped, yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, I, I don't know. He super glued his hand to his ear, answering the phone. You know, like yeah. he said, it wasn't exciting to watch from Rose's point uh, perspective. But it, like, it was. Yeah. He did what he needed to do to not get his uh, not get his spine twisted up. Yeah, and and the commentators doing a great job of really keeping it interesting. You know, that's that can be a tough thing to do. I think, and for them to actually be able to articulate that and put it into a perspective where I'm not the most experienced, he's just a guy I know enough by just watching. So, but they can really make it interesting, and I think that's a big, uh, a big critical thing as to why Joe Rogan, Daniel Cormier, and uh, Anik or whatever his name is, the very, very good up on their part, especially with a fight like that to keep the fans involved. That was big. I just want to know when they're bringing in Jim Norton. Oh, Who's, man, do you think they'll do one, that? I think Jim Norton. Jim Norton, hosts, he's, he's a stand-up comedian, great dick jokes, uh, but he <laughs> hosts a podcast with Matt Serra. Um, and, uh, and I think that if, if Joe Rogan's talking about going away soon, then, then Jim Norton is the guy to take that position. Oh, to become a commentator instead yeah. of Joe Rogan. Is Joe Rogan talking about leaving? Well, Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan has talked about that in the past. Like, how long does he really yeah. want to keep, keep doing this? Uh, I mean, well, he's like, oh, I guess so. Um, yep. Eventually, you got to make way for for the new guy and and ride off into the sunset to do your ten million dollar Netflix specials. And and ten million dollar Netflix specials and his the Joe Rogan experience getting like what fifty million downloads or something crazy a month. Yeah, it oh, auctions. It's awesome. I, love I mean, it. he's only beat out by Zubox and Woken Baked, but <laughs> yeah. for sure, yeah, it's fucking coming in a distant third. it's okay eventually he'll start listening to us and he'll he'll learn where he's lacking yeah Mm. you know we bring raw reality into this you know that's that's what's important we bring heart we got a lot of heart here hey man i love joe rogan so a lot of heart not a lot of talent we're good yeah yeah that's all we don't need talent we're still in the undercard out so Nathan and Kate, you weren't here when we talked about this. Uh, we're going undercards because it's going order, right? That sounds fun. Well, I don't know order. I don't know names. I don't know all these people. Glenn, Scotty, Scotty doesn't know what the fuck he's talking Scotty, about. Scotty, he's, doesn't, Scotty know. doesn't know. Scotty doesn't <laughs> know. Scotty doesn't know. <laughs> all right, but but 
I got and Jameson I'm playing and I got completely contacts. out of the blind because I, mean, I missed yeah, all of it. Yeah, Glenn oh. over there did not see any of the fights. Well, so speaking of Glenn, we want to hear your perspective, bud. But he didn't see any of the fights. My perspective, I didn't see nothing. I'm like three blind mice. He's but, he's like a he's like a he's a good witness. He saw nothing. That's exactly. the first blind yeah. reference you had was three blind mice. That's the best I got. Yeah. <laughs> Glenn, so Glenn is not very smart. Nathan is the original Nathan. Then I had Bill. Then uh, I had Glenn, right. and Dan's kind of in there in the mixture somewhere. It's like That's a family awesome. tree of codependence. Oh man. Right. <laughs> seeing seeing like four of my best friends in the world together on one Zoom, it's so good for me that I don't care what you guys think, I don't care what the listeners think. This is making Make 2020 sure right here. This podcast made my life right here just cuz I see all four of you. Anywhere sure ever 2020. Okay. Yeah. All right guys, listen. I think one of the fights that we have to talk about absolutely is Luke, Luke versus, versus Price. Price. Oh Woo! yeah, great fight. Woo! Talk about okay, so some get, big cock slinging it down a hallway, and then you just turn a corner and get smacked, dude. Like which that, one's like his eyeball? The dude with the really fucked up eye. Yeah, like that guy. Okay. It got what was it? A third, second round, third round, or second round? It got third, it got canceled. Third, I think. I'm pretty sure. I think it was the third, but like just talk about brute force power. Mm. Oh, so awesome. excellent striking. Um, and and they didn't hold back. And, it was yeah, nice yeah. to see. Can we talk? I sort of fought forever. Can we talk about Nico Price's weird shoulders? Shoulders, like, yes. He could poke dude. your eye out with a shoulder. Yeah, why didn't he use that that <laughs> Conor McGregor shoulder poke thing? Like, it seems like that could have that could have worked. Like yeah. he looked he looked like what moms in the eighties were going for with the shoulder pads. <laughs> like he like just it's has almost, that. It's like uh, it's like a fucking it's it, and he could really hurt somebody with those. Yeah. If you really wanted to, I think you're ex absolutely right, Bill. It's a cage fight. Why not use them? Like you've got a, you've got a. It's like having a spike coming out of your shoulder. You're an asshole yeah. if you don't use it. I was say, if your shoulder is a dagger sticking out, you I would have just get some headlocks, you motherfucker. I mean, <laughs> why is that dude doing professional wrestling? But that guy did. It's, but that's what made what Connor did was so crazy because usually you're only going to see shoulder strikes against the cage. Cage. Yeah, and they usually don't know. do too much either. So that and, and like just like that. Was fucking insane. For, well, how far long was the Cowboy and uh, McGregor fight? Forty seconds. I was robbed. My heart was robbed. Uh, no, 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 <laughs> no. You're anyone paying for the pay per view is robbed because uh, the the fix was in the second you saw Dave Batista's Illuminati heart tattoo. Like that's how you knew it was fake. Like as soon as you see that Illuminati heart tattoo, like him and Colin Hanks have, that's when you know a the fix is in and B that's where you like, if you're like a, like a billionaire, that's where the money shot goes on those two fellas. He knows I mean, where Sasquatch is just because of that tattoo. He knows I mean, where the, what? Sasquatch is just because of that tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm, I'm willing to bet. Like if, if, if you see that tattoo on a dude, like, like a Dave Batista or Tom Hanks kid, what that essentially means is that if you're rich and powerful enough, you get to fuck their face, and that's where you get to come. <laughs> I can't the deny that. I, yeah. <laughs> Ever since Epstein killed himself, I'm willing to believe anything. So I don't give a shit. Yeah, you're totally right. <laughs> I mean, how else can you explain Dave Batista getting into the Marvel universe? Um, it also makes it a lot darker that you see John Cena in Fast and the Furious movies playing Dom's brother. But I mean, uh, he, but you can't see him, so that's why you didn't see him in the first 
36 Fast and the Furious movies. It makes sense. Dave Batista is perfect in Guardians of the Galaxy, really, truly. Um, I mean, I do think he's funny in it. I, I do agree that he is funny in it. How, all right, how about some fights? Yeah. <laughs> all right, yeah, back to the fights. Oh, yeah, fights. All, right, all right, so we got the cowboy. I mean, I don't. Did you guys even care for the Esperanza Watterson? Well, Karate uh, was, there was a cool aspect of that was uh, she said she heard Daniel come here talking and changed her game plan up and, and accredits that for the split decision she got. What? The, uh, the, wa- Watterson? Yeah, Watterson. Uh, two fights. Two fighters both said that they took advice from Daniel Comier, uh Yes. Oh, from the, the corner. Yeah, from his no, commentating yeah, yeah, section. Right? Yeah, yeah they are the commentators talking because there's no fans. So I, the I mean, fact that the commentators speaking over their coaches and they're yeah. listening to a commentator that kind of once again i'm not a ufc fan i'm the heathen but i enjoy that that i when i heard them they're like oh yeah i heard the commentator not my coach like and they listen I, to the commentators conveniently those that, are the two most boring fights on the card too uh greg Hardy uh, well and yeah the, the women fighting i didn't care about my wife oh my wife was like she watched the highlights of the women fighters she's like oh this is gonna be the best fight of the night, and then it was. <laughs> hey, dude, that last the last woman's fight, Joanna and uh, uh, Wing. She Wing, whose name we can't pronounce. Wing yeah, Chung. yeah. But, she that was a fucking incredible fight. I don't care. She came out looking like good. fucking ET. Oh, but it does. Crazy. It does take us back to the fact that that women know, can't fight, and we need to get them out of the. Maybe. I don't want to sit here and talk crap. Go ahead. <laughs> so there's Glenn, Dan, Nathan, Bill. Which one of you wants to fight my wife? I will. Which Honestly, one? definitely not your wife. Not your wife. No. Your so wife. you're saying women can't fight. I will fight that all day with my wife because I don't fight her. <laughs> Anyways. No, and it, it was not the best fight of the night. I'll give you that. A lot of dancing. It happens. I lost my train of thought because of fucking Jameson, but the fact that they could they could hear the commentators, they could hear their coaches. Uh, Dan, you sent me a message during the fights. Nathan, I'm sorry that I muted everything, but Dan, you said it sounds like watching a Rocky movie with the the fists connecting for everybody. Or it's like, it was like it was like with that scene when in Rocky one when he goes into the the meat freezer and he's just. He's breaking ribs and shit, and you're like, "Fuck yeah, that's so sick!" And and I heard that, and I am the least UFC fan out of the five of us, but that added to it to me versus the fans screaming. I mean, I will I will order UFC next time because of the silence of this fight. Not to go too far down that rabbit trail, but no, no. Uh, Pride used to be in Japan. It was exactly like that. They had huge crowds, but no one would really make much noise until there was something. It really popped off. Well, that's because we're all Americans and we need to make noise. You want to say? You want to say? We we get drunk and scream. (laughs) The Japanese just watch. That was the awesome thing about Pride is you could watch and you could you could hear uh, one of those those crow cop kicks landing in somebody's ribs or or, or connecting to the face. You're like, oh, that dude just died for. I watched a man (laughs) die for a few seconds on TV. Um, like just that description alone, I wish I would have watched it because just uh, training for uh, <laughs> MMA and stuff like that, like just hearing those silent gym cracks are just awesome. Like, oh shit! So, uh, I, mean, I will give I will give Glenn his due. I've watched Glenn beat up five adult men. 
And then when the sixth one jumped in, I had to help and I lost horribly. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> but, yeah, and then Glenn understands MMA and he hasn't been following for a long time. I don't follow it a lot, but the silence and the smacking sound of just people hitting people, for me as a not huge UFC fan, I mean, I bit it and I was hook, line, and sinker. I go to bed at like 8 30 9 o'clock every night i sit up till midnight until service got interrupted and then i just went to bed i said screw this i'm done i did not like the last match i saw we'll get there but i think the silence and the meat hitting meat hearing coaches hearing commentators made it so much better throughout yeah no i agree yeah, with that no, no, All right. I, I do i do think it's it makes it <laughs> A little more visceral sounds a little bit more real yes. and uh, i think i think it was the funniest thing ever which is i know we'll talk about the fight soon but it was ferguson versus gaethje and like dc's mm. like we gotta be so quiet they can hear us like we don't want to fuck up their shit like you know he's like it's like, it's, yeah. so like it, it's uh and i think that's i think that was an interesting aspect to it it made it made the stakes feel pretty high i think because every Anytime you watch a regular UFC fight, you get that contact, and then you're just like, oh, well, oh. Ah. Yeah, but, but then when you just hear just the deafening silence of just fucking, <laughs> and you're just, oh, shit. Like, it's great. So, right, what you got? do we think that made the fight start slower because they didn't have the fans screaming and the fans, you know what I'm saying? So, not at that level. Not, okay. I don't. I don't think at that level. I think when you're talking about a championship level, in front uh, with guys who fought fifty or sixty times, when you're putting them in, in a cage with nobody, those dudes have already had their gym wars. They can fight in quiet. They can fight with people screaming. If anything, it takes away from a lot of the distractions. Um, okay. And I think that's why you saw other fighters who were able to get knockout, who are normally getting knockouts or getting knocked out earlier, going to a decision. I, I think that. Um, in the Anthony, say the best example, the Anthony Pettis Cowboy Cerrone fight, um, maybe you would have had a knockout if there was a crowd there. But without yeah. a crowd, you have two guys that it feels like are not necessarily. I don't want to say pulling punches, but not necessarily committing. There was a there was a kick to the head of of yeah. Pettis on the receiving. It was a Pettis on the receiving end, and he didn't go down. Third round. So in yep. in previous years, uh, a cowboy shot like that would have killed just about anybody. But you have yes. you have Anthony Pettis who's able to to, to just kind of <laughs> shake it off. Um, I, I don't know. I don't. Well, I that, Anthony uh, Pettis did speak on it. He did speak oh, on how. Yeah. Well, he said uh, at least when it came to the lack of having a crowd, he said it was really hard to judge for him. This is the post fight press conference. Hard to judge if he was winning or not. You know, like how good was he actually hitting him? Because a lot of like. Uh, when he, you do something good in a fight and everyone goes, ah, he's like, oh, shit, yeah, like, it's working. That worked. And he said it kind of shook his confidence. Not really sure what's working and what's not. At least that's from what he said from his perspective. Yeah, that's if you're in, used to working in one sort of condition and then you just take away a whole element, it's going to throw you off. But, like, with that, though, with it being quieter, it kind of heightens your senses in other areas. Like, oh, he's loading weight onto this foot. He's going to be doing this. And, like, you can kind of pick up on those smaller things with a crowd that they normally miss out on. Hmm. I um, agree. That sounds that's really good. 
Yeah. But also, like, crowds will fuck you up. Like, you can't trust the crowd. They'll boo dudes who are working on the ground. If they were, if, if you had a, a, a packed house watching Roses and Mitchell, how quickly would they have been booing on the ground? Oh, what I don't, they, I don't think they, so. Oh. No, I don't not know. that one. There was a, there was a lot so, going on. Like, with UFC I mean, fans, though, there's just a lot of drunk idiots that will just yell and cheer at anything. Hey! <laughs> Give him the dick twist. Yeah. The good old dick twist. <laughs> Give, him the, <laughs> Give him the old broadness monster. Yeah. yeah. Purple nurple. Pretty <laughs> hey, much. I was escorted uh, out of UFC 99 for being too drunk. No way. Yeah, you have, I was escorted for being too drunk at a UFC in Germany. Holy shit. Boy, you what? must have been very rambunctious. That's un- young unheard man. of. You must have been incredibly rambunctious to get kicked out. Good times. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's sitting there just fighting dudes in the crowd. Why? Yeah. Th- oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was America. You're you in Germany. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, it's like, oh, shit. We never went back to WWE too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I guess Nazis totalitarianism still does exist. It's like getting bleeding. Uh, Hey, you know, but I think the the cowboy <laughs> Pettis fight could have went either way. Yeah, I mean, uh, no, I had that Pettis actually. Did you? I, I really thought Cowboy did enough. He had a couple. He had takedown both the takedown and the first and second round when it maybe nothing really came from it, but at least it was a takedown. Yeah. And when you're looking at these fucking judges, sometimes yeah. you're just like, ah, like you never know. Like you know, they look at it a takedown, they're like, oh yeah, he won. He he took him down. Yeah. So, ooh. <laughs> Good. No one's talking. Yeah. The the ignorant person. Did they keep the same judges the whole way across? Because I know they changed referees. Yeah, they kept the same judges probably. Okay. No, I'm pretty sure they actually changed the judges. Do they change them every fight? Um, I feel like it, but I'm really not sure. Actually, maybe maybe at the UFC level. Like, okay, so I've judged fights uh, up here in Soldatna, up in Alaska. And we judge the whole fight. Like, it's, it's the yeah. whole fight. And there's no um, – if, if nothing else, then something is consistent, right? Because well, what was it? UFC well, 248 or 247, those judges were fucking atrocious, and they were there the whole night, and it was a huge criticism. But, and I'm talking yeah. about, like, so, yeah, judges for one fight, but then do you, cha- do you change judges? I don't think so. I, I personally – I don't think they do. Because I know I, we maybe, should- Different Maybe cards like, have different judges. Yeah, like you have your prelims, your your early prelims, and then so on yeah, and yeah. so forth. They might change, but main card I mean, stays, I imagine, the same. I would hope so because they they change medics and they change referees and not the very last fight of the night because things happen, but I the championship where the Olympic guy won, I was pissed. Oh, he made it up? So, yeah, so referees call different things differently. I don't want to get too far into the podcast. Oh, before we get oh there. you're no, listen, man. Listen, that was, there's judges uh, and there's referees. Listen, you can watch that. I, we'll get into the Sahuto match soon, yeah. but I'm telling you right now, I, I'm going to say right now that I think it was absolutely warranted. Uh, the gold, the gold uh, medal, you, guy? Take, you take 11 punches, 11 without defending yourself. It's his fucking job. Dan, drive job. Dan, drive over here, punch me eleven times. I will stand up. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know Dan doesn't drink. have knockout power. He Absolutely does. don't. He I, got, does. I got little dick beaters, man. Look at these things. They're pathetic, dude. They're just fucking nothing. No, no. Well, 
Like well, I said, when I said like, dick pics, they, dude, girls think I have a huge dick, but no, I just got really small yeah. hands. <laughs> but Scotty, with that off the start, they say defend yourself at all times. That once when you mm. stop defending yourself, that's when they call it. Okay. We'll Sorry. we'll get to that. All right, yeah, no. one more prelim. Uh, one more prelim yeah. fight. Yeah, yeah. Please, thank you. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, no, that, that was the last one, wasn't it? Or did no, we miss uh, one? Verdum and Olenek. Oh, we we did talk about that a little bit. Oh, um, uh, well, just give us your quick synopsis of the fight since you weren't there. What do you, what do oh, you yeah. think? Oh uh, yeah, Fabricio looked terrible. He looked like those two years probably were the last two years he had to fight. He looked a little he's, thicker. He's, uh, he's gone. Yeah, he did look thick. <laughs> he looked all around bad. Is that the Hispanic feller? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Portuguese, <laughs> Brazilian. Yeah. yeah. No, no. I, I liked him. Out the gate, I liked him, actually. He looked like he just got off the couch. Yeah. Hey, man. Yeah. Maybe but, ring Rust uh, is real, you know? Sometimes fighters have a tough time. Absolutely. But, absolutely ring Rust is real. But, um, yeah, those two years no. that he took off would have been his last two years of fighting. Uh, no. Alexi no. Olnick moved no. like R2-D2 that could punch your face off. But isn't he like well, – how old is Olenek? They're both 42. 40, They're both 42. 42. Yeah, 112 years old. No, no, no. Your you're, guys are so wrong. All right. Came in at a combined age of 84. I don't, I don't care. I don't care about that. I'm talking about the fight. I think the Hispanic guy, once he knocked the ring rust off, he had the Russian beat. Simple as that. Well, he lost, didn't he? Uh, was it split decision? Yeah, he did lose. Well, the, sure I don't. I don't think it was a split decision. It was. It was a decision, but it wasn't split. There was no two ways about it. If anything, uh, maybe okay. maybe Fabrizio had the second no. round uh, when he I, had that weird flying knee that got him caught in the face. And not to I, mention, Olenek has lost a lot of weight. He's probably weight shaved fifteen pounds, twenty pounds off from his previous fights. And I, I'll give you that. He looked slimmer. He looked like he had better cardio. But I think the Hispanic guy, he he controlled himself. He, after two, because I take all of it in, two years out of the gate, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't have the. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I get you. That sounds yeah. like a his problem, not, <laughs> a, not a my yeah. problem. That's but a he did the, it to himself problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I but mean, after the first round, he knocked he did, he it did, all off. He did look better in the second and third rounds than he did in the first round, I'll say. He I looked a little bit he better. Controlled the, the, he controlled the second and third round way better than the Russian feller did. Wow, you know, we all have opinions, whether they're right or wrong. You know, we'll no, no, I'm right. This, I mean, but... I'm right unless. <laughs> but listen, Scotty's an expert, all right? He's he's been there. <laughs> I, I went to two I... jujitsu classes. I know what I'm talking about. Hey, dude, I did uh, security forces combatives. Uh, I've never done that, these... and I never will. But hey, I was a combatives instructor. Uh, I know how to uh, shoot right. people in the fucking Ikkyo, head. motherfucker. Ikkyo. Yeah, yeah. Ikkyo grip. Do cable grip. Cable. Cable. You better do a kia. I don't even call them cable grips. I call them Josh Brolins. That's what I call them, dude. All right. All right. I'm done. I'm done. All right. Let's move on. Let's move All right. So now we got the main card, which I thought was the most disappointing. Oh, oh. sorry. I, I, will, I want to read it back to the fight that we didn't get to watch because apparently – Apparently, the flu is a greater threat than Uriah Hall punching you in the face. All right, um, which, which, by the way, if you watch their like the the head to heads of of Souza and uh, and Hall with um, with Dana White, there that that motherfucker was socially distancing. Like he knew something was up. Like he, yeah. he knew something was very very much wrong with him. 
Well, there, I think Dana White, if they even knew that he, his family had – someone in his family had COVID. If you're getting ready to make $75,000 or whatever Jacques Ray was getting to make uh, to fight Uriah Hall, you don't get next to anyone with a cough. I don't care if it's your grandma. Yeah. Like, you're, you're, yeah. you're making some real money. Yo, uh, I got to ask, Nathan, what are you hitting over there? Uh, it's a, just a jewel, actually. Oh, just a jewel. I was excited. I thought you were – I was, um, you know, we were amongst oh. – Yeah. Oh, well. Nathan, Nathan, Nathan right. is a believer of you guys. Is what you guys do. Oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there's, uh, there's two of these things over here. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> I wish weed was legal in my state. Okay, yeah, that's because you live in a shitty state, dude. The fucking I don't know why I moved here. My you know just to play music, but hey, dude, fuck it. Yeah, no, come to Missouri. I'm me. in the land of Colorado, and I'm trapped. <laughs> and you yeah. are trapped. You are fucked. Yeah, Dan, I got a room you can live in. Move is to weed le- is weed legal in Missouri? That's a you problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I th- so for our first fight on the main card, we had All Greg right. Hardy and Jorgen DeCastro, which I thought honestly most disappointing fight of the night. I kind of was a little disappointed in this fight Definitely. personally. Honestly, I mean, man, Jorgen looked like he was about to whoop Greg Hardy's ass. He looked he so nothing. good. He I was stood like, there for. Two more rounds and didn't throw a punch. I was like, what's happening here, man? He said he broke his foot. He said that uh, to Greg Hardy. Suck like, it up, guy. Come on. Yeah. Okay, I got a paper man. cut. I can't fight. Uh, <laughs> Dude, the yeah. eyes of the world are on you. <laughs> I don't care if you break your foot. You got to go. You got to do it. Yeah. You got to just try. I mean, but like your fists aren't broken. I know that you're not going to be able to probably late, like front load that foot at all, but you're a heavyweight. It's possible to knock someone out with a half-ass punch. And that's – so that's the guy who got kicked – so the guy who broke his toes was the one who was throwing so many kicks that he made the other guy's leg look like a spiral ham, correct? Yeah, that's I mean, Hardy. If you've been throwing that many kicks and and then he just stood there, yeah, I remember watching it. I was bored. Like, like I, I, I personally think Greg Hardy is not that great. I'm yeah. not impressed. Oh, I, I think strong. if you put him against someone like Nagano, he's done. <laughs> like he will get fucking swallowed whole. So why don't you? Why don't we? Uh, I Let's like, do it. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm into I, I'm into watching a, a Francis and Ngannou game, which is who dies? Does he yeah. die? Does yes. he die or not? Um, yes. Nagano looks like a super villain. It's fucking <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and, and Ngannou looks like a like a created oh. character in a video game that you just get to add tattoos to and weird yeah. that's along the years, right? Everybody yeah. And this is where I get into my weird conspiracy. And this I know I, I, I might be in eating too much weed. Um, I, Probably. <laughs> like, it, it seems like like watching this card in particular. Um, let me run it back. Before, before I watched the fight, my wife and I got some Mexican food. And we were watching on the TV um, NASCAR. And because NASCAR is not going on, you had racers virtually racing other racers. Yeah. Like yeah. Jeff Gordon racing another guy on a video game. And you can't tell, like the um, you, you can't tell that it's it's a it's a video game. It, everything, um, the, the the physics, the, the the markings on the vehicle. But these every- these don't count for anything, right? They're just no, not shits and gigs. No, right? they're just they're shits and gigs. But yeah. but when you looked at at the fights last night, um, for me it was it was like uh, it was like watching a video game, and they got rid of the audience so that they could keep up the processing speed. Because if they added ah, a fake yeah. audience, you know, like it would just slow the shit down. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's just, mu- it's much easier for me to believe that everything is fake at this point. Um, 
don't know. I what did you think of the fight overall, though? I mean, I was disappointed personally. And oh, that was one of those fights that I gave zero fucks about one way or the other. Like I was off playing with my kids. Like I was gave zero shit. I I still wanted like I, I still want Greg Hardy to do because he is only been in the game for two years. You got to remember that too. Had a very uh, performing a, at a level that was almost catered to him. All right, um, if you yeah, put him, he's been it's been given to him. You throw him in with the dude uh, with with the dude that Ngannou fought, whose name I can't pronounce. Remember when like Francis Ngannou was like a name we couldn't. I don't know how to say that. I really was. Yeah, there was that- Alistair Overeem. Alistair Overeem. I mean, there was that fight was huge, and he's a legend. When Ngannou like did that wide, just smacked him in the face, knocked Took his, his head, head off. Out of his fucking yeah, ass. yeah, it was fucking insane. Um, talking about the Ngannou fight. We we ready for that? Well, we, we're talking about past Ngannou fights and, and uh, who we, we, we want to see Greg Hardy or anyone fighting Greg Hardy. Fight. I just want to play the Will Francis kill him game. Like, is this the one where he takes someone's heads off? And, and then d- if he's not the main event, do you have the main <laughs> event go on afterwards? Uh, and I think if you're paying $60 for a pay-per-view after Francis Ngannou punches someone heads off, uh, someone's heads off, you know what? <laughs> Justin Gaethje should have still had to have fought in a in a in a ring that was covered in the blood of whoever it was that Francis and Ganu just killed. <laughs> Sixty seventy or not? Yeah, sixteen seventeen bucks for or sixty or seventy bucks for this pay per view. You're goddamn right. I want to see like someone uh, fight in the blood of their dead enemy. <laughs> I I mean, dude, I I think Francis Ngannou's got a chance, but it's hard that you can't judge a you can't judge. On a 30-second or a 20-second knockout. I think the last Ooh. four fights, he, he had a fight. The longest fight he's had is a minute 14. Uh, Rosen's truck looked sloppy to me. That was, I thought that was really bad, the way he threw that, that leg kick just out in the open and then stepped straight back with his head in the air. I mean, it's like he should, he should have known that Nangano's going to go hard as fuck in the first round. He's going to yeah. go at him like a <laughs> Mack truck, like he, Mack truck like he does everyone else, so... <laughs> Kind of uh, surprising. Not surprising at the same time. Me being a non-UFC fan, I watched it. Thank you, Nathan. Uh, I watched it, and I I saw that leg kick, and I saw the fancy guy who won in 20 seconds. He threw that kick, and then he came in just swinging haymakers, and I knew as soon as he started throwing those. Is that where we're at? Yeah. As soon as he started throwing those, I was like, man, I, I looked at my wife who was asleep. And I was like, as soon as one of these connects, it's over. And then it connected and he hit him, he hit him like on the lower part of the jaw, which. Yes, yeah, the button, dude. Done. Man, I've been hitting the jaw. I, but. Not by Francis Nagano. <laughs> Clearly, you're still with us. Not by him. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I don't want to get hit by him, but man, I, it was. They were, he was throwing sloppy haymakers, and he was hoping it, for the I, best. I, I didn't even look like a haymaker. It looked like just like a, a fucking – like he literally is just a windmill of well, fucking yeah. death. And I, like I, his, his chin – he's literally just got his chin out, yep. his head up, and he's just closing his eyes. There's and, no technique there. Uh, it's just yeah. carnage. You might have missed it. And, Earlier, Francis threw one of those big rights, and Jared ducked out of the way and countered with a left, actually hit him. But it did absolutely nothing. It was yeah. so quick. It was so quick. Yeah, it was hard to notice. Yeah, hey, if so you clo- if you close your eyes and swing away, eventually you'll hit something. 
Most I mean, it is true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was I was excited for for the the uh, Black Drago versus Black Fedor fight. I thought that like I was I just thought this might go really well. You got that man of God beard. Like in my head, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the the Sean Price late rapper. He said, "I I can tell by your beard you don't love a law." I was like, "That man must love a law. He's got a great beard." Um, but but but. <laughs> But it was like it was like watching a dude created in a lab versus a dude that clearly was not. Um, one dude, oh, who, Ivan Drago versus Rocky. No, it's not even that. It's no. Ivan Drago versus the Doughboy from the fucking pop pack. Versus a man made in a subway. Yeah, dude, it's like like Nagano. Do you know who like Nagano looks like Conan the Barbarian? Like like that's like his story. Like he yeah. grew up in Africa, like at like the salt mines and shit. Pushing a wheel like, around. Yeah, just just fucking lifting heavy shit, just getting huge. What did they feed him? How could they feed a man that size? Like it's incredible. Lion semen. Yeah. <laughs> For virgins, they fed him virgins. I think like, yeah. Well, that's what they're feeding him now that he's in the UFC. Is they're feeding him him uh, infants and virgins. But before then, it was just like chewing rocks and fighting lions. That and that's where it's like incredible. Just looking at this guy, where he came from, and it's it works, man. He he doesn't look human, and he can kill you. I'm surprised I, you know, he hasn't hurt, really killed anyone yet. I can't wait yeah. until Scarlett Johansson plays him in the docu uh, documentary series. <laughs> <laughs> Morris Dillon. Scar um, Scarlett Johansson is Francis Ngannou. In I mean, did you look at the stats on this fight? It's hilarious because it's literally just 19-second fight, and there's total strikes, six for Francis. And actually, five for Jarazini or Rosenstruck. Like, that's it. Like, significant strike, six to five. Like, takedown, zero, zero. It's literally just Francis throwing six punches. Yeah. And connecting all, on half of them. Yeah. He they only all... hit three times. <laughs> like, as far as what they're saying, as far as, like, overall, <laughs> like, that's what did him in. And that's, that's what happens when you're a freak in nature. So, I'm not going to try to be too whatever I am, Glenn, if Glenn throws haymakers, there's four of us in this chat. Three of us are going night-night. Am I wrong? But Glenn's a freak of nature. Dan, you've yeah, met him. I, I do know, yes. And they he said it at the beginning of the fight. Tackled me naked many times. Yeah. This <laughs> held me down. What, what's going to happen is going to happen, Dan. Yeah. Just relax. <laughs> it does happen because <laughs> they <laughs> said he's, he is, he's, he's 6'4", 265 natural. Yeah, just and, built like a brick shit house. It's beautiful. And when you meet somebody like that, it's different. I mean, I had to. I'm weighing 190 right now, and I have to work my butt off, and I'm dirty weight right now, and just stay at 190. Glenn is probably sitting just Glenn looking at you. I love you, baby. You're probably about 215 plus or minus five. But I've I've been hit by Glenn, and it's it is a freak incident. When Glenn hits you, it, it sucks. Yeah, but Greg, hey, like, um, I do. Glenn, you are I'm just, like no. I'm Glenn kidding. is the type of dude that like will actually <laughs> let you think you're winning, and then he will fucking eat your heart. So it's like, decided. Like, Glenn honestly, I'm Ghani. six one. <laughs> That's it. Glenn versus Ghanio. That's right the, now. And, and all Glenn has to defend himself with the nice things Scotty says about him. 
no, 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 no. Like I said, no, nah, man. Glenn, Glenn comes out in a so, body bag. That might, that might happen. I have, ready I have to fought die. a guy in my weight class that was going for his UFC title, and this dude, like, one-punched my ribs. He would pick me up off my feet, throw oh, me across God. the cage, and then hit me with the other arm, and it was just unreal. Like, you don't understand the amount or these guys that are going for their UFC like contracts, like those yeah. guys can hit. And so one of my, one of my I, oh, go, go ahead, Scotty, go ahead. Uh, I'll say I don't, but are you talking about your redneck? Because I remember your redneck. Glenn, I'm talking to you. <laughs> the guy who hit you. Like, is I remember. Fucking, is this fucking code for redneck? What is redneck? I don't, what is this fucking shit? I don't remember his name. We were boys back in the day. And. Never mind. I stopped. I'm going to drink more. <laughs> so, okay, there we go. So up here, uh, up here, I train at a, at a Bang Muay Thai affiliate, and one of uh, one of the guys that uh, that we train with, Victor Rodriguez, is the 135 pound champion in uh, the Alaska Fighting Championship, which streams on Fight Pass. You watch the fights. No um, shit. That's yeah, cool. yeah, and and these dudes, like, they are super technical, like. Um, wherever Victor ends up, and he will end up in a Bellator, he will end up in a UFC, just because if nothing else, he's a champion and he's coming out of BMT. Um, but these dudes, they're, they're able to, to use kinetic energy and, and hit you in ways that really fucking hurt, um, even without necessarily using the, the most amount of, of, of power that they're using um, or, or that they have uh, you know, um, at their disposal. So, yeah, if, you're, if you've got a guy like Francis Ngannou throwing a blind haymaker at you it's still a blind haymaker and when it hurts it's going to separate you from your consciousness um <laughs> shit uh, uh john um uh Hag was it not Hagelman? The, the dude um used to coach for chuck liddell was talking about holding mitts for glover to share and he said when he was holding mitts he could feel the bones in his hands uh separate when when uh, glover to would connect with a punch these and, and and yeah, and these are these are light heavyweights. So now you're imagining Francis Ngannou with a hand like a sledgehammer, uh, coming out to the sweet spot on your head. Good good night, good week. Um, I'm sure uh, uh, Jay Rosen, whatever his name is, is still trying to figure out who to call on Mother's Day. <laughs> I, dude, I mean they literally had to get him out of there he didn't know what was going on i thought he died i thought he died leave him there he was leave him there leave him there like you leave the blood and now you got to move around the corpse of the big guy <laughs> fuck yeah that's worth the 70 bucks if someone dies you, you gotta leave him there hey dude you know what i dude? used i used to <laughs> Like I'd spar with a lightweight that won King of the Cage, and this dude would do like a, uh, uh, like just a spinning back fist. That sucker would just like, where the shit did that come from? It's so fast. Mm -hmm. But like, there's also between behind all that speed, there's a there's a steroids. amount of power there. Like <laughs> a whole lot of steroids. That's exactly it. <laughs> but like these lighter dudes, they can throw a million punches a million miles an hour. Mm -hmm. But like. If you're 100% not ready for it and it hits you in the right spot, it'll put you down in a heartbeat real mm. fast. And these it's are just a little bat. dudes. It's so. a t-ball bat coming to your ribs, coming to your face, coming <laughs> to your legs. It hurts like a motherfucker. Um, so would you say, okay, this is a side, I guess, like to close out this fight because I think this would be a good thing to close on. So Nganyo is not necessarily what you would call technical. 
like a technical, you know, at least from, let's say, this performance. Do you think he's a better fighter? But how do you say that? How do we say he's a better fighter from Stipe Miocic, the first fight? And then you look at him now and you're saying, like, okay, I think that would be a more interesting fight. But he's knocking everyone out by these crazy wild stuff in the first minute, minute and a half of these last four fights. So it's like, well, can he really hang in the deep water? Well, that's where I want to go back to Brock Lesnar. Like his first few fights, how he would just come out like a pit bull. Man was messing people up because they weren't ready for that. But as soon as he went to technique, he was just getting wrecked left and right. So what is it? Once when it comes down to more than just swinging away at the fences and throwing haymakers, this is why I'm just picking up on what you guys have talked yeah. about the fight. Like, if you're not going out there just swinging for the fences and you try to get technical, will he lose? Will he end up getting his butt kicked? I don't know. Uh, I, I think the last fight of the, on this card, Justin Gaethje versus Ferguson, is a very good example of controlled, accurate uh, aggression, not getting overexcited, overhyped. We'll talk about that first. The next fight we do have is Cejudo versus Cruz. I, I, by the way, I love that we skipped over Jeremy Stevens. I'm totally. Dude, that, okay was with that. that was a great fight. That was a great fight. Which was it, it, it that, was. That was where Jeremy of... Jeremy Stevens was the sacrificial lamb to the young blood. Yeah, yeah. Catter. And let's yeah. and let's let's call it what is. Would have been way cooler if it was Chris Catan though. If, if Chris Catan <laughs> had beat the shit out of Jeremy Stevens. Hey, um, hey, dude. You never know. I think you actually do know that Chris Catan would never never beat Jeremy Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out Chris get, and he shows up with his whole night at the Roxbury crew, comes out with and they're all in character. They're all in you know, like they're all just ready to Yeah. What's up? What's up? Yeah, it's perfect. You go? <laughs> no, come on, bro. Man, two minutes in, Chris Catan stuck like that. Yeah, I, I thought that fight like was pretty loop. good. Tup, 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 tup. <laughs> I I thought I thought Catter uh it was a good fight up until, you know, Catter just caught him, dude. Dude, he, he was a little stiff at first, and then once he started to kind of feel it, uh, it was all over. I mean, there's really not much to say except that fucking elbow to the teeth. Ooh. Like, on his fucking teeth. I, oh. I'm like, you know his teeth were loose. You Surely. Know. And that's that other, the second elbow after he was already on the ground, Marvin oh, Eastman him. <laughs> I was like, and like he instantly was just pouring blood. Oh yeah, he, he sat up and there was just blood coming down, and you were like, "This props to the blood, props yes. to the cut man." That was incredible. That yeah, he was after the fight. He wasn't playing at all. The cut. I was like, "What did they put on that cut?" I don't know. Super, yeah. Probably like <laughs> super glue. Quick lot. You're talking, yeah, oh, man. So you guys have names, but I'm talking, yeah, the elbow to punch, the punch, elbow. Yeah, it was basically like he just elbowed him in the teeth. He started falling oh, back. Oh man! The guy was flat on his back, and then Catter comes down with another one. Ah, ah. Uh, yeah, yeah. When so was X, X, As a guy who just I know nothing about UFC. I don't follow names, but that elbow punch, punch, left elbow. Oh man! He I will watch both. He got both elbows. Yes. In the last exactly. two, three seconds. I would pay so much money to watch that fight again compared to every other fight of the night. That was my fight of the night right there. Ah, damn, dude. Okay. I mean, you got, your, you got your opinions, whether they're wrong or right. That is Are you serious? <laughs> he, busted God, okay. he busted his nose open, his whole it, face. It was fucking awesome. It was awesome. I'm not going to say it was, it was awesome. It, it was awesome. A fight of the night? I don't know. I don't know about that. I will give it the fight of the night. So – 
I the saw the next fight of the night. I did not see that last fight, Nathan. I fell asleep. Sorry, I love you, but it's. <laughs> oh my god, dude! That is like, it's it's like watching uh, all six games of the World Series, and it goes to Game Seven, and you're like, I'm just not gonna watch it. Well, that's because baseball is stupid. <laughs> yeah, baseball. Baseball, baseball is kind of sucked. So they're talking about the fight <laughs> after Dominator and the Olympic gold medalist, right? So Henry Cejudo and Dominic Cruz. Yeah. Cruz. Yeah, so Dominic Cruz hasn't fought in like 15 years um, because he's consistently being injured by nature. 200 days or something? Jesus. There was a fight past them, correct? Yeah. Yeah. The best fight of the night, yeah. Yeah. I I fell asleep. So we'll get there. (laughs) We're glad to have you here, Scott. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Glad you can contribute. And I'm out. <laughs> no, man, those the the elbows because my wife's hit me with an elbow or two. And <laughs> do we need to call someone, Scott? Right, do we yeah. need to call someone? No, no, I'm good. I'm putting together yeah. a benefit for the local batter women's shelter. Like, if you need a place to go, I I know some people. I can make some phone calls. Hey, take take us. <laughs> we'll have a coat. take a sip of your Jameson. We'll have take a, a sip we'll... of your Jameson if you need help. She keeps she keeps you she keeps you drunk so that uh, so that you don't call yeah. anyone and ask for help. Because as soon as you stop drinking yeah. and you realize the uh, the volatile nature of your relationship, then you're forced to open up and you make that that big step of saying, uh, "I I am an alcoholic and uh, I am I can't control it, Scotty." And then you. And then you go to your second step and so on and so on. And they just complete yeah, cycles. Next yeah. thing you know, you're sponsoring some kid who's had a, a rough go of things. And you're trying to make his life better, Scotty. That's what she's trying to keep you. She's trying to keep you down, kid. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want that. Right. I don't Frankly, want that. Yeah. So I appreciate my wife on Mother's Day. I don't want that in my life. If I had a woman that I had a bunch of chips all out the time, you. I would let her beat me. That'd be fine. <laughs> I, I would find a way to cope. Because you're drunk yeah. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I'll find right, a way to right. cope, though. He's drunk. He'll be fine, you know? Yeah, it's okay. Uh, Sky, don't come over this way. I'll, I'll end up punching you, too, throwing yeah. some elbows. Yeah, you're going to come up here in like a month. I'm going to fucking... come live with me. All right. So... <laughs> uh, well, let's, Let... let's go. Henry Cejudo, yeah. Dominic Cruz. I thought it was pretty good. I thought Cruz it was a good... Was it was a, oh, he, he was outclassed. But it was one of those things where it's like, did did Cruz always move like that? Did he feel really super, super jittery or he's like he was thirty five years old at one thirty five? It's like and he relied on speed his entire career. It just mm-hmm. seems like man, yeah, he was and he huge injuries to his legs, multiple yeah. ACL tears. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he, he so he shouldn't have been there. He, he didn't. He, he didn't earn it. Like he definitely didn't like. But there was no one else to put in that fight. Like who else at that weight at that weight class do you have? If TJ Dillashaw is not fighting Henry, Peter Scott, um, which, Cody Cody Garbrandt, maybe Cody Garbrandt's like three losses in a row. Can't I mean, know. I yeah. know, but like, screw it, dude. He he's guy. I would watch that fight, honestly. Personally. Why? Peter Yan, that's the guy right there. Peter Peter Yan. Peter Yan yeah. yeah, is definitely he's 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 that. I want to see Peter Yan and uh and TJ fight. I think that that should be. If you're gonna if you're gonna have a an interim or a, or who's gonna get the title shot if if Henry is leaving uh, one thirty five, you know like mm-hmm. I, but again Peter Jan he he beat up Uriah Faber who is is the five years older version of of um, Dominic Cruz a guy Dominic that relied Cruz. on speed on speed on grind um, who, who had a lot of tools but as you're getting older in those lighter weights those tools. Mm. 
disappear. They, they slowly start fading. 35 years old at 135, when you've relied on speed, you're not a knockout artist. It seems like it's kind of dangerous if you're going against a guy who is Olympic caliber uh, as, as a fighter, who's who's a, a, a 63-time national champion or some bullshit. Cejudo has just continued to impress me. He is better than I ever thought he would be. I never thought he was. I didn't think he was going to be TJ. I didn't think he was going to be DJ. I didn't think he was going to be Marlon Moraes. And sure I mean, enough, beating Mighty Mouse was like I when I watched that fight, I was like, I didn't think Mighty Mouse could be beat. I I mean, he was just so dominant. I actually bet money on uh, Cejudo to win, but only because it was like plus five hundred, and I'm like, dude, he's got better than a plus five hundred chance. You must have made some good money on that. I didn't bet a ton, but it was. It was <laughs> So but he was able to buy a gram of dabs. Yeah. yeah. Enough, that, enough that he's going to cover this podcast, so we're good. So, <laughs> so, Give me a mic and a camera. <laughs> Here's my question for the guys that actually got to watch this, not me. Um, do you guys feel like the fighters that were selected for this were kind of thrown together just of off of who they could get to actually fight with all Ooh. this going on? A, a well, little. A little. a little bit. I, I thought that it was a really good mashup of the the all of the best fights that were supposed to happen over the last six weeks. Um, Hen, uh, or Sam Alvey on a card is wouldn't normally be like the very first fight of the card. You you know, but but in a in a very stacked card where you haven't had any kind of sports in the last six weeks, then you know you've got fights that would normally be a, a main event uh, on another card. You got them on the prelims. So yeah, I, I, I absolutely, and I think that it what you're going to see going forward is going to be less fights, but they're going to be more stacked cards. At least, at least There's for like the foreseeable future. There is Saturday. a fight on Wednesday. Yeah, and, <laughs> and all of them bad motherfuckers because they haven't had uh, they the last I don't know five events have been canceled. So these guys aren't doing anything. Um, and in a couple of weeks, in a month or so, maybe we get to see that uh, Jacare and and Uriah Hall fight. Mm-hmm. Which, which I think had all of the potential for to, to be, still has all the potential to be a great fight. You have a guy who, in Uriah Hall, who moves like a video game character, and Jacare Souza, who's got hands like super glue. Um, you know, he gets you, he gets his hands on you, you're going to go somewhere, you're going to go down, and he's going to fucking manipulate your body until you say uncle. Um which, by the way, they should make Screaming Uncle the, the new tap. Like, no more taps. You got to scream Uncle. And if you're Portuguese, uh, you've got to say, or you're Brazilian, you got to say whatever Uncle is in Portuguese. You got to say. Oh, so you want me as an American to learn what another nation's uncle word is? No, 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 no. They even have that colloquialism of the words saying uncle. They probably say something different. Yeah, they've yeah. got they've got you know, it it means loved loved one of my mother, you know, like and what? that's yeah, yeah, that's what that's what uncle that's and like however you translate the the, no. the word for uncle that's where it would come. Apples. Why you? Well, I guess I guess that pretty much covers that fight. I would right. say, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, so let's go to the main event of the night. This is I the top. Yeah, thank you, Scotty. You know, thank you for the the information. You know, but listen, this this fight was highly expected. I mean, who who was disappointed about Ferguson and Khabib getting canceled again? First and foremost, I was. Oh. It's like the fifth time. Okay, I'm glad it's not going to happen again. I'm glad it's not going to happen. And I'll tell you why. This fight gets announced, the world goes to shit. 
<laughs> yeah, that's true. We yeah, were there, yeah. Yeah, uh, this but, fight, this but, fight is this fight was cursed. The reason everything, <laughs> sorry, baby, the reason everything negative ha has happened in the last five months uh, comes from this fight being announced, from this fight being even con uh, considered. When when the UFC brass uh, were talking about making this fight happen around. Uh, uh, back in October, some dude in China was like, my throat is fucking sore. All right. <laughs> man, I don't feel so good. cosmic justice, man. It was a universal calamity that just had to happen to some stop dude, this fight. Some dude got a cough, and all of this is because of that. Uh, we, a dude got a <laughs> cough because of this. Um, and everything, that's, uh, economies have crashed. Uh, we lost yeah. Fred the Godson. Uh, we lost Roy from Siegfried and Roy. All of this because we lost a Vegas legend because Dana White wanted Habib and Tony to punch each other in the face. What an asshole. What an, we what an asshole. Any, we little, Richard, little Richard. Little Richard, actually, Dana, from the town I'm in. Muscle Dana Schultz. White killed Little Richard. Yeah. No, no. Kill again. Fact. Murder. Kill again. Uh, I, 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 but hey, you know, I thought Justin Gaethje was a really the best replacement. The, the, the best. There could have been no other replacement that made me as excited to see Chris Kattan. Chris okay. Kattan. Well, of course. Well, of course, Chris Kattan. He could fight anybody, otherwise. and it would just I would pay to see it. Uh, but there's there's something to be said about I I was dude. I thought Tony had it, dude. I thought Tony had this one on lock, honestly. I had I always thought he was gonna at least gonna take it to the ground. I was like, dude, uh, get him on the ground and then see HG what happens. Really revised his game and much more measured pace, measured chaos, and it's worked wonders. Uh, well, I, it goes to coaching. You have um, he he's with Trevor Whitman, uh, and Trevor Whitman is uh, over at Onyx Labs. That dude's a freaking magician. Um, guys like guys like him, uh, guys like like Dwayne Ludwig, the way that they're able to watch fights and break down what people are doing, it, it's like it, it's it's kind of like um, it goes back to playing video games. These are the dudes holding the controllers, um, and so when you have guys that are holding the controllers who um, know how to control a pace, maybe they weren't the, the best fighters themselves, but as coaches, they're they're um, they're they're able to see things that the average alley cat just isn't going to see. Um, and so you, a lot of it is going to be, is the athlete, but then it's also who's, who's carrying the controller. Uh, and so, yeah. Um, Trevor Whitman is a bad motherfucker. He gave us Rose, uh, Nama Nunez, uh, after she'd already been worked on with, um, uh, Pat Barry and, and able to, to refine things. They see things that, that movement. Um, so going back to Victor, our guy up here. Um, his coach, uh, Seth Stacy, is is a guy that's been mentored by Trevor Whitman and Dwayne Ludwig, and, and that entire uh, that those two camps going together, just bad motherfuckers who are able to control their athletes and get them to do what they need them to do. If you took a look at Justin Gaethje and his from from wrestling to where he is now, he's a, a just a much more violent version of of Henry Cejudo. As far as I don't want to say that they're on the same level of wrestling because Henry Cejudo is far and above. Fucking just about any human Olympic walking. gold medalist. Yeah, just a bad mother lover, right? And I'm I'm sure he loves his mom. Um, okay. by the way, did yeah, sorry. Happy uh, Mother's Day, yeah. Happy Happy Mother's Day to Henry Cejudo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I I thought it was I thought it was uh, the potential between Justin Gaethje and Ferguson. I mean, I didn't. I do. I I really thought Ferguson had it. Dude, I did. I did as well. I love. I love. I, I, uh, it's Tony hard Ferguson. to say. 
I, Tony Ferguson is the the cardio freak. The guy never stops. He's and you, I've seen Justin Gaethje in some previous fights. He's pretty gassed by the third round, and it was because he was not controlled. You know, because he was going in there and really dig, just trying to kill you, trying to fucking end your life. And uh, I really thought Ferguson was going to be able to manipulate that, but very quickly I saw Ferguson getting frustrated, getting a little. You know, there was a period where. Uh, remember, I think it was the end of the first or second round when he gave him that uppercut right at the bell. And, like, Gaethje, like, fumbles back, and Ferguson's coming in for the kill. And they go back to their corners, and he goes, he goes, why do you need a chair, boy? Why do you need a chair? Like, talking shit to him. And that's when Justin kind of came out after that and really, start, really, really started picking him apart. So well, he- I wonder if uh, Ferguson got in his own head. I think it was it was the the coaches and not uh, not allowing someone like Tony Ferguson to get into your head because you're not you're not gonna punk Tony Ferguson like he made weight for a fight that didn't happen like you're not gonna punk him um, and and it was a matter it just seemed like a battle of of controlled versus absolutely uncontrolled Tony's a a nut job bless his heart and I think that's what what makes us uh, who are fans of Tony Ferguson fans of him just because he is he isn't in the same place that these other folks are um but you have you know uh justin gaethje being controlled uh he wasn't they they weren't button mashing you know this guy wasn't getting tired he was it was he was fighting to win he wasn't fighting to like knock tony ferguson out in the first round he wasn't fighting to finish he was fighting to win he attacked him from his legs to his face it's like he went up you know what i mean like, I mean, yeah. his shins were bleeding. Ferguson's shins were bleeding. I'm going to go rewatch that fight as soon as I get off. Listen, do you guys got the ESPN Plus? Nah. Oh, I was going to say, because, like, nope. well, I'm, I'm borrowing it from a friend, but, like, there's... Uh, yeah. I got Nathan, so I'm good. I, I mean, where, where can you rewatch that? Where can you rewatch that? On uh, the Pirate uh, Bay. Like, the internet. <laughs> I'm trying to find it. I don't know how to do that. I only know how to view things appropriately on the interwebs. So yeah. live. Yeah, love you. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about um, so, guess. As as you guys talk about like every single one of these fights, actually, like all I can I'll do is that. just look at pictures to see like what Dude. different things you guys are actually talking about. And Dude, man, you have to go like, watch the Ferguson Gaethje fight. If there's one fight to watch, Glenn, it is the Ferguson Gaethje fight. It is so it's not the Greg Hardy fight. Ferguson's <laughs> Ferguson's face looks like he just got wrecked by a door. Dude, look at Gaethje's face. Go look at Gaethje's face at the end of that fight. Barely touched him. Barely. Which oh, one yeah. is Ferguson yeah. Gaethje? That's the last That's one. That's the one you missed. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? You, oh, yeah. Yeah. I fell asleep. Just, right. just sit See, there and love, be drunk. I love both of those guys. I was very excited for the fight. I actually wanted Justin to win. I was happy to see it. It was it was a great fight for me. You I wanted Justin to win? I, he's probably my favorite fighter. I okay, I, I, I like Justin Gaethje. Don't get me wrong, but I think Ferguson's been on this, what, eight-year undefeated streak or something like that, and, and, he, and he has never – and he's got the interim title before, and you're kind of just like, I want him – I wanted him to get a real title, and I hate saying that. <laughs> I know interim title counts technically, right? Does it technically count? Mm. Like you get the belt, you know, but you're not, you didn't beat the guy. Cause that's what Justin Gaethje right at the end of the fight takes the belt off and throws it on the ground. And Joe Rogan's like, Oh, why did you do that? And he goes, cause that's not the real belt. I want the real thing. I'm like, shit. 
All right, so then that leads us to uh, Habib and Ferguson. The only real winner there is Ali Abdelaziz, who manages both of them. Now imagine, uh, imagine he manages Gaethje and Habib. Yeah, you said Ferguson first. Oh, I, I apologize. I apologize. Thank oh, you. wait, okay. wait, wait, wait. You're saying Khabib and Gaethje has the same manager? Yeah. yeah. This guy's got to get fucking paid. I love capitalism. God bless America. Ali Ali's. <laughs> yeah. Abdel, uh, Ali, who, by the way, was uh, arrested on September 11th, 2001, I believe getting off of a plane. Um what? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? And woken boke. Uh, yeah, hey, yeah. dude. Go, go down. Go All go right. down that. Go down that rabbit hole. He was actually an FBI informant. That's pretty I, I, crazy. I will, I will. That's that's, that's really will. that's really well documented. That's why um that that's part of the reason that Connor was talking about that that rat uh, uh that rat Ali. Um, oh yeah, no he, shit! That's he, what he was referring to. He yeah. was making crazy references. Yeah. He uh he he was arrested on September 11th, 2001. Uh, he was an FBI informant. All right, guys. I hate to do this. I, I actually got to jump into another Zoom meeting. That no, no, yeah. To me for Mother's hey, Day, so I'll, hey, I'll dude. be back. All right, thank Pleasure you. Be, Pleasure to be here. After soon. the next fights, I'll definitely be here. All right, sounds good. I love you, buddy. Thanks. Bye, guys. But I mean, so you're telling me this Ali guy, if possible, he's manages both Khabib Gaethje. And he was arrested on 9-11 and was turned informant. Is that, yeah. are, so he was was he a was he a t, was he a terrorist? Is that what kind of like? Is this, is this what I'm, saying? I'm <laughs> saying if you work if you're if you're if you're uh, I'm just saying that like in the mid 2000s would have been a dangerous time to be friends with Ali. Okay, fair enough. Because um, I, I actually really interestingly enough, a little side story. My family. We were raided by the FBI post 9-11 because uh, we worked with a biotechnological firm, long story short, and uh, we got raided because one of my dad's bosses was from Iraq. So let me get this Hell straight. Your family's behind COVID. That's what I, that's what I heard. <laughs> no, dude, listen, dude, this is, this is kind of fucking crazy. Oh, I don't, I don't not doubt COVID, that. No. I don't, I don't, but I don't doubt the craziness. We had to... Oh man, I can't. I don't even know if I could talk about this, but yeah, we were, like, I, I don't, I don't see you being part of a terrorist organization. Like, no, definitely not anything like, like that. The working like, with, uh, <laughs> there's, there's definitely some, some shit that my family was keeping for some people at one point. Well, um, that'll happen. It's up to you. What you share? Uh, and I lost you. Did we get him back? And we got him back. Yeah, and back. We got him back. So, All right. So going forward, this is just a, just an idea. Scotty, if you do the recording and you save it to a Google document file, uh, I'm up here in Alaska, man. My my internet is my yeah. internet shit. All right. So like it never it never stopped recording though. Just let never, you know. Great. Great. Yeah, yeah we're still good. going. Yeah. Oh shit. I just yeah. Well, I, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you, you just you just you, you fell into a, lot a ravine. Of weird stuff. It, it happens. No, no, like like I as I was saying, dude. Like I I think we'll talk more about this maybe in a later podcast. But my grandfather worked yeah. at Harvard for fifty years. Your like, your grandfather like, was the guy that gave uh, um, Ted Kaczynski the LSD. Oh. I, I'm I'm gonna tell you right now. Like my grandfather was involved with some like crazy, kind of crazy shit. So, but 
thing. Yeah, well, that's 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 Harvard. That's Harvard. That's Stanford. Yeah. Those those are those uh, elite schools where elite people go to, where they do things, uh, and they've got cool secret societies, and they get high level government contracts and patents worth billions of dollars. He, he also knew Jordan Peterson. Funnily enough, like used to uh, work with him. In fact, he was the one that told Jordan Peterson to stop and pet every cat he saw. You know what? Knowing my grandfather, definitely not. My grandfather was a cold-hearted fucking bastard. But <laughs> like, he was probably the, he's probably the biggest piece of shit. God bless up, dude. What's up? But, you know, hey, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but anyway, so Scott, uh, not Scotty, Glenn. Back, Glenn kind of missed some of the Ali conversation about him. So, like, really quick recap. Ali, after 9-11... Was it on 9-11? Yes. On the day. On the day on 9 was arrested Damn. by the FBI, turned FBI informant. So he got, yeah, he got that, Whitey that, Bulgered. Whitey Bulgered. That, that, that was the direction I was going to go. Like, if he was an FBI, uh, like, informant, then they had to have caught him on something. And no, yeah. To turn him over. Oh, fuck yeah. They, they had, had him. They had something. Um, I guess he was using the cover of being part of the, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the Egyptian judo uh, Olympic team, uh, Olympic judo team. Like he's, I mean, he's a, he's a bad mother. He'll fuck me up. But, um, you know, like there's, there's, there's a big, there's a big thing right there in his, in his resume that doesn't get included. That's really, that's a really interesting thing because like Glenn, I think you're right, dude. You can't. I mean, there's, you're only going to become an informant if they got something on you, right? That's the only real way. Yeah. Unless you volunteer. So there, there, there has to be some sort of leverage, like uh, the keto grip. <laughs> yeah. So then you have a – so let's take a look at the connection to Dagestan. Dagestan has, uh, for, for many, many years, been known as, as sort of like a, a haven for training of guys that fucking hate us. Um, in fact, the dudes uh, who – did the Boston bombing, the Boston Marathon bombing, went back to Dagestan to learn the ways of uh, of the the evil force. Um, so now, so now you're looking at uh, his connection to Habib, who is without question the biggest celebrity to ever come out of Dagestan. I can't think of anyone else other. Than I've the, never heard of anybody uh, other than the two bombers uh, of Boston uh, from Dagestan. So like. Yeah, dig it, dig it. Go down to the uh, the Ali Abdelaziz uh, rabbit hole, and you'll find some pretty interesting th things. The the easy write off though is think of uh, think of an MMA manager that isn't a scumbag. That's also true. Um, Maybe, I mean, I mean, most of them are scumbags, but probably only a couple of them are terrorists. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I get a couple special, and then that's really what it comes down to. Because actually, uh, there was a Pakistani doc doctor out of M Missouri that just got. I just sent you the information from justice.gov. It's pretty crazy shit. This was getting planned. Uh, it's an interesting time. And I think for from like a – they were looking for sports to come back. If you go read in depth more on this story that I sent you, they were wanting sports to come back to try to do a more serious uh, event. At a weekend because we're so weak right now, you know, security probably wouldn't be as tight. You know, things that we were more worried about, like health and shit. And that's a, it just, well, just yeah, made just me like, think about it. Just like with the TSA and all that stuff, like they're trying to keep their distance too. Like e even with getting men and on off base, like there's a total distance thing going on. Yeah. Now that it, 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 it's a weakened state. I mean, I think if anything, the UFC proves that we can get back to business in some sense of normalcy uh, with some changes and some, some uh, re maybe restrictions. 
But, dude, listen, we, I'm really starting. I was all down. I'm not going to lie, dude. I maybe I fell for the trap of COVID-19. I, I kind of sat there and I was like, hey, dude, like maybe the right thing is to, is to shut down for two weeks. Uh, give up some of your give up, just give up, just stay home. You know, I was kind of one of those guys. And now that all the data of the antibody testing and everything is coming out, you're kind of like, fuck dude, we may have fucked this up. We may have maybe gone too far. And well, like, like how, how are you going to predict like how the whole thing's going to go? Like it was so unknown, but that's the thing is that, well, we always are going to use the fear of something could potentially be bad it's just like the second amendment argument with people well the fear of guns is such a heightened thing that people are just like well fuck it get rid of them all you know what i mean like get rid of them because it's such a scary thing to some people Um, i'm afraid of katie perry uh thank you for saying that i thought i was alone in this this fight against katie perry but we could get rid of katie perry and orlando bloom we could we could be fine but particularly with katie perry She's also connected to Kim Jong Un, so she could live forever too. Dude, I would, I would lick her butthole though, for real though, straight up, <laughs> would do it. Well, if you I were would. high enough in the Illuminati, you can take a shit on her. Dude, I would. Like, I know, out of love and respect. Like, all right, all right. So, do you think you would join the Illuminati in a sense? To all right, like you know, or whatever the proverbial Illuminati is, like the higher elites. Um, you know, there's like rumors the, that Tupac, the, you know, like being trying to get forced to have sex with like uh, uh, his uh, uh, fiance, his father-in-law was a famous producer, uh, Quincy Jones, like all this weird like shit with like being. Dude, I didn't hear the Quincy Jones stuff, but that doesn't. Yeah, sense. no, that like Quincy Jones, like if you want to marry my daughter, you have to let me fuck you in the ass and, or you have to fuck me in the ass vice versa. One of those. OK, things. so so that that seems like a like a, like a, a, a part of a. a krs1 song um going back to 1991 yeah there krs1 had a song about hooking up with a girl uh who was underage and then finding out her dad was a police officer who said you know like we're we're gonna have sex uh and you can have sex with my daughter holy shit yeah i mean wait did he already fuck her he already so he so it's like he's going to jail or you get fucked in the ass like type shit something like that all right, well, I mean, dude, listen, dude, I, I probably would get fucked in the ass because it's either you're getting fucked in the ass and with freedom or you're getting fucked in the ass and you're in prison. So, like, I'll take freedom with getting fucked in the ass any day, <laughs> honestly. There's, there's a lot of, yeah, well, yeah, you got to do what you got to do, I guess. I, dude, yeah, listen, I would legitimately suck a cock for $5,000. I'm that much in debt that I would do that, like, happily, <laughs> gladly. I would be like, hey, dude, that pretty much pays my debt off. Like, I'm okay. Hey, Dan. Uh, sorry. I'll be, there, I'll be there on June 15th. Okay. <laughs> hey, dude, if you, if you bring $5,000 cash, I will suck your dick and you can film uh, it. I don't right. care. Oh, and film it. Okay, but cool. Well, why isn't that on quotes.com? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, dude, I, Man, I, like, I I, I'm so comfortable with my sexuality, I could do suck a dick and be completely okay with it. I'll swallow. I've seen you do worse for less. <laughs> yeah. I'm comfortable with my sexuality, dude. Like, whatever, dude. I can. 20 bucks, 20 I can, bucks. I get it. Like, and this hey, the thing man, is. You, what? What? You, you still ran away from me when I was butt ass naked, though. You know, well, you have a huge cock, and that is not worth it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's at least 20 grand right there. So. Well, I mean, like, every inch is like an extra $5,000 in interest or something. You know, like, once you start get past four. 
I add five thousand per inch. You know, agree. So you're gonna you're, you're gonna add big, like you're big, gonna big privilege is a thing. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely not a privilege, dude. No. Not when you're paying by the inch. No. Not when you're paying by the inch. Absolutely not. But it was one of those things, dude. Like, uh, like everyone talks. Who hasn't had? How much would it cost for you to suck a dick on post? Like, you know, like not on post, but you've talked that conversation at work. There should be an app for that. We can make millions. There is an app for that, sir. It's uh, it's actually built into the Ticketmaster apps. And seeing as you can't go to a sporting event now, you can uh, you could pay to watch someone get a blowjob by the inch. <laughs> I'd be down. I don't know what what would be a good name for it. <laughs> Ticketmaster, something, something. I'm trying to think. Well, if it was only your... if it was only small penises, call it Cricketmaster. Saying, <laughs> trying to think of a big one, uh, one for a big dick. The meter eater. I don't know. Um, There's got to be a word for big that is sounds like ticket. But anyway, we'll we'll figure that out when we come, when we put out the app, guys. We'll let you know. Um, <laughs> Smash the like button. So yeah, no. And smash subscribe. The like, subscribe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking. We'll let you know. You Join the Patreon. God damn. I'm. All right. What's? Are you really drunk, Scotty? You are like fucking I'm... almost Scotty verse drunk. Bro, I am. I'm done. I. Yeah. Did you throw up? I did throw up. Uh... <laughs> Things are a little bit dizzy. Happy Mother's appreciate- Day, Mr. Shirley. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. So. <laughs> Fuck it, obliterate. And I'm out. Remember pulling the food off? Nah, man. Getting me to blackout is a whole nother level. And Glenn, you Shit, know me. Good. You'll you'll get black. I will get blackout before you get blackout. I know Probably, that. Yeah. Well, I'll fall asleep before I get blackout. I mean, shit, dude. I, I'm a fucking lightweight little chump. Look at my hands. I don't. There's no way I can hold the a, a correct amount of alcohol. You know. She's only- so if we go by those means with these big mitts, like I drink thing. a lot. Look at yeah. this. <laughs> this girl is empty, boys. And I mean, yeah, yeah. I but Scott Scotty has piano hands, so <laughs> no, man. I'm I'm very drunk right now, and I'm gonna have to deal yeah. with this in a few minutes when I cook dinner. But I don't know where I am. I don't know what we're talking about. But I'm gonna remember all of this tomorrow. You're at home with your family. Well, you're not uh-huh. wrong. Glenn, Bill, Dan. Congratulations, wife. Yeah, yeah. Hey, happy Mother's Day, you fucking beautiful yeah. son of a bitch. I love you. I love you everything you do. I'm going to go take a nap, okay? You're doing oh. a good. You're doing a good job. <laughs> Just I snap on mothering. Just doing your momming. Just doing your momming. Congratulations. Congratulations on your your uterus working. It's uh... yeah, yeah. <laughs> you did good. You did good, darling. All right. I said Happy Mother's Day in the shower earlier. I got a vasectomy because she doesn't want to be any more of a mother than she is. So I did my job. I did my part. All right. You did. I saw that fucking sack. I <laughs> yes, saw that did. horrible. You see him on shit. Father's Day. It gets even better. <laughs> I'll be by myself on Father's Day, but thanks, Glenn. That's a. That's... Hey, at I'll least you have a dad, or you are a dad, or something. Well, yeah, yeah, my 
my dad's dead, but I so is mine. Dad. We're good, yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah, Fucking yeah, yeah. Cancer. Yeah. No, mine heart attack, straight up. Fucking well, hilarious. tomato potato. Tomato yeah, potato. Hilarious. Death yeah, is yeah. death. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there is there's there's definitely a lot of a lot of interesting shit that Scotty says when he's drunk. Everybody, I hope you enjoy that. Yeah, I, I'm I'm derailed right now. Listen, if we don't stop recording, it's gonna go way left side, left them field. To the extent where I was like, I'm bored, but then the major moments happened, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is great. But I was very bored in between the moments, and I tried to fall asleep, but I couldn't because I'm dedicated to you guys. I'm dedicated to the podcast, and. If I could be asleep, I would be asleep. But instead, I stay until almost twelve thirty my time, mm-hmm. watching fights I didn't care about. The so I didn't watch the final final fight, but I watched the one between Dominator and the UFC, the Olympic Cejudo. wrestler. Yeah, yeah. I was so mad. I was so mad. Ooh, <laughs> no, no, no! They should not have called that fight. There was twenty seconds left in that fight. When they started it again, so what? Dominator's catching hands, so what? Give him 20 seconds of him catching hands to see what the next round brings. The ref should not have called that. The ref, Dan, shut up. The ref should not have called that fight. He should have let it go for another three, four seconds to see what the third round brought. Okay. Yeah, have you have your right to feel that way, whether wrong or right? Do you think he should have called it? Do you think he should have called that fight? Glenn, just answer for me because you didn't watch (laughs) it, but I'm gonna tell you right now, probably, probably should have called that. So from everything that I'm hearing, oh, like the dude was not defending himself, and then as soon as somebody receives like permanent brain damage, (laughs) the referee's screwed. Like his career's over, so he has to make a very important decision. (laughs) Not so much on what the fans will enjoy, but what's going to protect the ref himself. I have, permanent dri- I have permanent brain damage. Look at me. <laughs> I have permanent brain damage. Anyways. Hey. No, no, no. Hey, there was no so, ref there to prevent that, though. But, no, no, no. I agree with the fact that, so he was catching hands, but he started to crawl his way across. He started to go, he was getting to the cage to get up, you know, defend himself better. I think, you know, the ref the ref threw it a split second too soon, and unfortunately, we have to go with that. The ref was seeing what he was seeing, and maybe the ref's body was in motion, and he saw, oh, shit, I called it too soon. That fight could have gone another round at least, but the ref was already in motion. He saw what he needed to to stop it, but he was in motion, and the fight could have kept going. You know what I mean? I, but it's it's like backseat quarterbacking, man. Like, I, you, and you I can, can do it all day. And I, I, I will agree with. I don't, I don't like this. That the fight stopped where it stopped, but the referee saw what he saw, and he was already in motion. And you can't stop it once in motion. Once the Brotness monster is awake, you can't stop it once it's awake. A Brotten motion stays in motion. It's a true state. Yeah. We figured that out in Afghanistan. <laughs> so. Uh, going uh, going back to there is a historical precedent for resetting the fight. I believe it was Big John McCarthy. Uh, it wasn't Genki Sudo. It was a Japanese fighter. One UFC went to Japan. Um, shoot, it was uh, the Gracie Hunter Sakuraba. 
he took a shot. He dropped down uh, to, to go for a takedown because that's what he does. And Big John McCarthy stopped the fight. Now, I guess they, they reset the fight at, at that point when he figured out that's what was going on. Uh, that's just – that's a Sakuraba technique. But, I, you know, I've seen fighters take a lot of damage they didn't need to take. I've seen fighters take 20-plus unanswered shots to the dome, and you, you don't hear from those dudes for a little while because they took 20-some-odd unanswered shots to the dome. So it is, on one hand, better to be safe than, uh, than be sorry. And Dominic Cruz was being bested by the champion. It, it wasn't like Dominic Cruz has been an active guy and he's, we've watched him throughout his career take a whole lot of damage. Um, we saw a guy that hasn't fought in like two and a half years yeah. um, get an immediate world title shot and, yeah. and the world champion was punching him in the head. So regardless of whether or not like these guys weigh a buck and uh, a buck 35, that's still a dude that knows how to punch, punching you in the head while you're not defending yourself. He was not defending himself, but so he, he, he kind of, he based up a little, he based up and he was away from the, the cage getting punched in the face. And he said, you know, he's, he's eating the punches and you could see, he's like, wait, if I'm based up away from the cage, I can't do anything. And he turned and he went to the cage. And as he was getting to the cage okay. to go up using Okay, it, listen, listen. That sounds great in slow motion, Scotty. But when it's really happening at full speed, all the ref sees is that dude getting destroyed. That's all he sees, I, 11 unanswered shots. And he has a responsibility, not just to himself, but to the fighter, to the sport, to the and, to the viewers on TV. That yeah. you, you don't know what the next – because if that 12th, 13th, 15th, whatever shot could have been the last shot that really injured him and really fucked him up. And then it, it, there's a responsibility there. So in the moment, it's like Herb Dean with uh, – uh, what's his fucking name? Against Ben Askren. When Ben uh, – uh, famous fucking guy. Don't quote me right now. Robbie Lawler? Robbie Lawler. Robbie Herb Dean sees he's going for the – like to try to stop Ben Askren from the choke, and he drops his arm, and it goes limp. And Herb Dean stops the fight right there because to okay. him, that is, okay. oh, shit, he's out. When all he did was drop his arm to the floor in, like, a floppy pet way. Mm -hmm. And they called the fight, and he stands up, and he's like, hey, dude, I was fine. But at the end of the day, if you don't look like you're in it and you're surviving and you're fighting, to the that's what their job is. That's what they're there for. And I'll give you that. You need a safety. But two sides of this. So they got, these guys signed up to give us a show. Whatever. But as soon as the ref called it, did Cruz not stand up and go, I mean, he was. No, he, he did, but the, he didn't have, the ref did not have the proper <laughs> amount of information. Because as you're seeing him base up and start to stand up, yeah. the ref was already sliding in to call yes. it off. Yes. So, he was already sliding in to have it happen. So the ref, as a human being, is saying, man, this guy's eating a lot of punches. While as Cruz is saying, I can eat these punches and stand up. Yeah, but that's not for the fighter to decide. The, the ref is there to, to stop, like, because the fighter won't and, stop. And the you, fighter won't gonna... stop. The ref is there. That's why the ref, that's why the doctors are there. That's oh, my saw, gosh. That's why you oh. saw Nate Diaz versus Jorge Masvidal. <laughs> Fucking his eyelid is flapped over. Like, he can't, like, it's a skin flap hanging over his eye. And, and it you're, sucked to see the fight canceled. But you're going to have different refs. Job. You're going to have different refs that call different things, right? 
I mean, you well, can't take it's the, the it's the refs assuming further or less responsibility. <laughs> That's all it is. Like they're taking a risk. Okay, yeah. Glenn, Glenn, you did not see the fight. So the dude is eating punches, and he's away from the cage. He's eating punches. As he's eating them, he turns to the cage and starts to go up. As he's starting to go up, from you know, he he had clear indication. I'm away from the cage. If I turn to the cage, it's going to help me. And he starts yeah. to turn up, but the ref called it. But he didn't even put up an arm to block himself. Because he, he is willing to eat those punches knowing no, that he's No, but that's gonna... not – that's not – that's the, the rest of the referee's job. That's their job is to say, and... I think you've eaten too many because the fighter won't stop. That's the point. That's why they're fighters. How, how long is the interim between rounds? I don't know, minute. 30 seconds? Okay. Minute. Was, was there a pause – before all of that happened, was there or was there not? What? What are you saying they, right now? What English they, no, language? They, so true. They, this? they so paused. Drunk. <laughs> yeah. no, but, was there a pause? No, there was not a pause. They were in the middle near the end of the round. Mm, I'm like they were near the end. There was something happened that stopped the fight in like the last. Yeah, it was the referee. Okay. Right. <laughs> but. Do the fighters know at that point that there's 30 seconds or less left? Yes, the fight? there's a fucking clock. They can fucking okay. look. Yeah. Not if so, you're getting punched in the face and you're on yeah. the ground. <laughs> if you're getting punched in the face and you can't see up at the clock because you're unconscious, about to stutter. Listen, when it comes down to it, fighter safety is key. I don't. I'd rather listen to Dominic Cruz uh, commentate a fight than listen to Dominic C- C- Cruz. Yeah. Uh, no. No. I don't. Want, I don't. I'm. I'm good with with watching. You know, like fighters fight and do their thing. Uh, I guess the technical stop came at no. uh, four minutes fifty eight seconds. Um, Holy! Two shit. more seconds. Two more seconds, yeah. and he could have had a quick breath, and he could have gotten okay, back in the now fight. You're expecting the, but the ref, the ref maybe didn't realize how much time. I mean, he probably knew. The it was referees under 10 in seconds. the fight as well. Um, if the, I'm if I'm a referee. And I see 20 seconds left on the clock. No, there was – yeah. There was when two they seconds restarted, left on the clock. There was 20 seconds left on the clock. They do their 10-second clap. Yeah. And then it rolls. <laughs> but, like, as soon as that 10-second clap is, that's when everyone goes ham. And yep. if this dude's getting unanswered punches to the face in that 10 seconds, Eleven. it's like – 11. It's, it's done. <laughs> it's not five. It's not three. No, 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 it's no. 11. Okay. Okay. When double digits – I love all three of you, but all 